Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, rolling along here on a Thursday morning on the Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky, Joe DiBiase. Uh, Joe, I'd be remiss if I didn't start off this morning with just the um, thank you to so many of you out there. Uh, Appreciate the um, well wishes, warm wishes, condolences. Uh, Yesterday we had to say goodbye to our dog, Roxy. I tweeted Mm -hmm. something about it, put it out on social media. I've talked about her before here, you know, and... I would um, endorse J.D. Brick fencing and would talk about, you know, having the fence and have her out there. She was part of that kind of the ad. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's just been a part of our lives in so many ways. And, you know, I know you have your dog, Finn, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're just such a part of our family and our lives. And I'm, you know, I'm sad. I'm sad. Our our hearts are, are broken. Here and I talk to you today, and I, I'm, I'm more of a – I try to yeah. always be positive and optimistic in, in most things in life. So – you know, I think what will carry me through here uh, for the next little while is just all the awesome times and how great of a dog she was and, and what kind of life she gave us. Yeah, it's tough. We were, we're thinking of you. We I saw that you tweeted that out yesterday um, or last night and just like, oh, heartbreaking. Dog's the best. Dog's yeah. just the best. And my, my mom has a boxer, so that hits home, too, for me, too. So, you know, definitely, yeah. definitely thinking of you guys. You could have um, – could have big debates on which dogs are the best, but I'm a boxer guy. I love boxers. We had a boxer American bulldog mm-hmm. named Willis before, uh, and yeah, kind of after Willis McGahee, but my, my wife's a big Bruce Willis fan, so we would say, okay, well, Bruce Willis, Willis McGahee, but I uh, had him for, he, he was with us for about eight years, um, and we we had to say goodbye to him, and then it was one of those deals, Joe, where, you know, you're like, yeah, we can't have one. We just have too much going on, can't have a dog. We got pregnant. With Max right after Willis, mm-hmm. and I, we were never not going to get a dog. Like, okay, we got this baby coming, and dude, my wife every day was like sending me things she'd find online. Look at this dog. Look, at this. I'm like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and finally, there's Roxy, right? And she yeah. wasn't named Roxy. And we got her, but you know, and and I'm like, all right. So then we got her, and it was great. But that's what you do. So I'm sitting here telling you right now, I don't have any plans to get another dog for a while. But mm-hmm. I would not be stunned if like six months from now, you and I are talking. I'm like, oh, you yeah, got another got one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Boxers are goofy too. I would say, you know, you know, some are different. I'm sure, but I feel like from my experience, yeah. they're uh, goofy in a in a good way, in a fun way. I think usually is the uh, yeah the, the word I would think of. 
What kind? What kind of dog is Finn? He's a golden doodle. Also goofy in his own way. Golden doodle. He's a golden doodle. Yeah. Although well, he's not are, golden. Right? He's not golden. What's the doodle part? The doodle part is what, what, a poodle. Yeah, so what? What is that? He's a golden retriever and a poodle. Oh, I didn't know that. The poodle part makes it so he doesn't shed. It's perfect. Perfect for uh, not having <laughs> to clean up hair in the house. <laughs> I will tell you, my son Max loves golden retrievers and loves corgis. Oh, you know okay. Corgis, right? You yeah, yeah. Little legs. They're fun. And, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, look, I love any dog, but I'm like, yeah. But so, so when the time, if it ever comes. We might have a little bit of going on in our house of what what breed you right. get. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm a boxer guy, so yeah. They're no matter what you get, though, right? They're just they're there's just such a oh yeah a great joy to have around. So thank you everybody for um you know reaching out. Anybody who did, and I really appreciate that. Uh, put some pictures up of her yesterday and and last night. Last night was a tough night, um, but you know we're doing better today and we're and we're we're doing well. And um you know we'll we'll obviously remember all the great moments. The Bills made some coaching staff changes yesterday and. I've been really thinking about this a lot over the last 24 hours, which is basically, I I think it's interesting. The not okay, the Ronald Curry hire is interesting, right? Because it's Ronald Curry. Mm-hmm. Joe, they hired a guy, Jamila Die, mm-hmm. to fill a position they didn't have on staff. Do you know the Bills did not have a cornerbacks coach before yesterday? I didn't. They now have a cornerbacks. Coach. Not know that they had what a defensive. Backs coach that handled it all, or what did they have? They had, interestingly enough, and I can also confirm it's been reported, John Butler is no longer with the organization. Mm-hmm. John Butler was the secondary coach slash passing game coordinator for the defense. He oversaw it all. But you know what else they had? Mm-hmm. A safeties coach. They did not have a cornerbacks coach until now. Now they have a safeties and a cornerbacks coach. Did they also have a nickelback now, coach? I'm not saying... They did two years ago. They did two not have ago. one last year. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, they did not have a dedicated Nichols coach last year. They did have one two years ago. Now, I, now of course, John Butler could have worked with the cornerbacks, right? I mean, that he could have been mm-hmm. the, you know, the he, he could have been done. But it wasn't his official title. He oversaw it all. It's like it's like when a coordinator is also working with quarterbacks. Well, you're also the, you're the coordinator. You're overseeing everything. You got to have somebody kind of doing a lot of that. John Butler didn't have cornerbacks coaching his title, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he yeah. worked with the corners. They did have a safeties coach last year. This is a brand new position they are hiring this year. And, Joe, to me, maybe I'm reading too much into this. You tell me. I think this has a lot to do with Kyrie Elam. Hmm. Yeah? His lack of development. He needs more development. We put a first-round pick into this kid. We got to see this through. And I think that's why you have a cornerbacks coach dedicated to that now. I could get there. Uh, uh, one of the reasons. I could I could I could totally get there. Where you see the talent, you see the flashes mm-hmm. of what he can do in a game when he's out there, but they don't have that level of trust with him to have him out there consistently unless there's injuries. So it could be hey right, an element of let's get someone else in here to work with him. And maybe that will go better. Kind of a, a change of scenery for Kyrie Lim without giving him a change of scenery, if you will. Because that, mm-hmm. that gets said all the time, right? Hey, maybe all the guy needs is a change of scenery. And he goes to a different team with different coaches, and then it works out. And what usually gets credited for why the guy developed, oh, he had that change of scenery. It, it could I don't know, it, but it could be the Bills trying to recreate that like in their own building for him. 
Agreed, one hundred percent. Now, I mean, we we can you know kind of speculate, think about how all this went down, what the reasons are. John Butler mutually parting ways with the team, as was reported by Jace Gursky and Elena Getzenberg yesterday. Like I said, I know that he is no longer part of the organization. I, can you see something like this? Is just me speculating. I don't know. Haven't had anything confirmed to me or told to me exactly how this went down. But Joe, that the pieces are starting to line up. That to me, you may have had to. If you're if you're Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, mm-hmm. you may have had to understand that you were going to lose two out of the three coaches, meaning Eric Washington, John Butler, and Bob Babich, Bobby Babich. Yeah. Depending on which ones you did not give the defensive coordinator job to, this is what it sounds like to me. It feels like to me that Washington and Butler probably wanted the defensive coordinator job. One was the assistant head coach, for crying out loud, right? Yep. One was the passing game coordinator. The other was the linebackers coach. He winds up getting the job. The other two do not. And this is a business where if you want to advance, and there it is right for you, there it is, in your own building, you can grab it, and you're not given that opportunity, you may feel like you have to go somewhere else to get it. This feels to me like that's probably what happened here in some capacity. Yeah, I I I think Butler. See John Butler's tweet uh, last or this last night. Last I did. night, I did, I did, it, and I I think this is part of it. Go yeah, ahead. like I I kind of think he's doing this a little bit. He's telling you like, hey, he doesn't directly say it, but I'm if you need a coordinator or you need to be thinking about a future coordinator or someone with an elevated position, like I'm your guy. Butler tweeted statistics with rank from my 6 years at Buffalo as the defensive backs coach and he goes through eight players or eight stats points yards per game uh, yards per play takeaways passing yards per game passing yards per play quarterback rating and then 20 plus yard pass rate and where the bills ranked in those areas while he's been the coach second first first second first 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 mm-hmm. and he tweeted that and then said ask any db i have coached he doesn't say what to, what to ask them. He just says, ask them. But what do we think he probably means? Like, hey, if you're a team that needs a guy out there to run your secondary and think about, you know, someone that can move up, isn't that kind of what he's... I mean, he he's sounding like, to me, someone that is thinking about his career in the way yes. you, you put it. And, right, if Bobby Babbage got the coordinator position, then I could see why he would, you know, be motivated for a change, too. He's putting his resume out there, right? That's what he's doing here. John Butler. And he, he my six years as Bill's DB coach, Buffalo as the DB coach. And you're right. He puts yep. together all these stats. He puts it out there and he, he talks about, and I think a couple other tweets if we go back, and player development. And yes, that's true. I, I don't want to take anything away. I think he did a very good job with that group. I'll also say when he was hired too, let's remember, Bobby Babbage was here when Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde were here and helped develop them. So... You know, Bobby Babbage has a good track record, too. This is not necessarily one, oh, my God, one's better than the other. You stink. This Mm -hmm. is, I got to make a tough call. If I'm Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, I got to make a tough call on who's going to be the new defensive coordinator. And it might come down to who do I not want to lose, Joe? Because if Bobby Babbage is getting interviewed, I didn't hear about John Butler getting interviewed for D.C. jobs. Now I know Eric Washington did because he took one. But this might have come down to, I don't want to lose Bobby Babbage, and he might go to Miami. He might go to the Giants. He might go to the Packers. I can't do that. I'm sorry, John Butler. You've done a really good job, right? But I got to keep this guy in my building. And oh, by the way, 
We mm-hmm. use a first-round pick on a guy in Kyrie Elam that's in your position group. This is not a sixth-rounder. It's not a seventh-rounder. And, yes, he developed Christian Bedford, and he should be. And I'm not trying to, again, down Bobby uh, John Butler. I'm saying what mm-hmm. what this could have come down to was the Bills saying that's that's a big reason. Like, we have a sunken cost in a first-round pick, and we can't have that. So that's one of the reasons we have to, ma- we have to make this decision, too. And that, maybe that's what he's told. And I do think they would still be motivated to get Kyrie Elam into a position where he is a regular starter for the Bills. Yes. I don't know that they need it on the short term. Because you do have Benford, who I thought had a very strong season, and Rasul Douglas, who was playing at an all-pro level once he got here. But Douglas is nearing 30 years old. like He's on the back half of his career for sure, and there might be a future for him down the road where he gets extended, I I would believe, but maybe further down the road is even getting a position switch. And Elam's got two more years left in his rookie deal. And at the moment, he's in no position, I think, to, of course, you know, be thinking about fifth-year option or big contract extension. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Or anything of the like. But you see the talent flashes. He's still only, we used to do it with Tremaine Edmonds. We might as well do it with Kyrie Elam. He's still only 22 years old, by the way, which is younger than some guys that will be drafted this April. And I've pointed out there, there are some numbers that point to he's really only had one, maybe two bad games. One was really bad, Jacksonville, that that he's really played a lot in, in his first two seasons. So... You look at it, and Douglas is almost thirty. Tre'Davious White is now coming off a, is going to be coming off a second major injury, and he's got contract questions to go through as well. So you've got Benford, but your short. All I would want to say on this is your short term looks very strong to me at that position, mm-hmm. 
But the future long term is still pretty much up in the air, and I think they would be a lot more secure if they if they had more confidence that they were going to get something out of Kyrie Elam. Agreed with that. So I this is this is interesting to me because now you're actually bringing somebody, excuse me, somebody who, and you know, Jamila Dye, by the way, is a young guy has no NFL coaching experience, which is very interesting. Right. Miami, coming right? from the college University, ranks, University right? yeah, Miami. Miami. I think he was at Georgia before that. I think of what yes. I read. Yep. Um, Miami and Georgia, and again, and you, you know that that's that's great and good for him. But it is interesting here. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think this is for them to say we're going to hire a specific cornerbacks coach, and to have a guy exit who's been here and was in charge of that group that the first round pick hasn't become what they envisioned. Kind of ties some things to me here about how the bills are approaching, and that's interesting. What a business, right? I mean, it's it's Joe. I, I'll tell you, I have friends in the coaching business, and it's just it is it's tough. It's cutthroat. It's um it's very obviously results oriented. What have you done for me lately? You never know. I mean, you have to maybe move. City. I have a friend that was a wide receivers coach in college, and he moved like to four different cities in six years. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the coaching business is tough. And I, I think, and you're not going to get, I mean, I don't think we're going to get John Butler tweeting out about, you know, all the details and what happened and mad at the organization. And if they mutually parted ways, then he's got some say in this too. They could have very well said, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we're not going to give you the defensive coordinator's job, but you know, we love what you're doing. And he could have said, I, yeah, guess what? I, I can't do that. I'm hitting my head against the ceiling here. And maybe that's why he left, but he wants to show what he's done with the guys who he has coached for the last several years. Yeah. I, I, I'm optimistic about how this could go. I wonder if their defensive backs will also play any differently. I don't know that I need that. They've right. had most... Right, Elam's like the only guy that really hasn't seemed comfortable in the way they play. Otherwise, everybody else has come through those doors in the last seven years. I mean, they've gotten the most out of it's become a thing, really, that, like, how important, I've said this in the past, how important is cornerback two when every single person they ever put in there performs? Um, mm-hmm. and, and including, like, Josh Norman at one point in time, like, at the end of his career. Maybe not this year, but a couple years ago. Um, they've they've been, always been fine. Levi Wallace for years. But they've always kind of had this, keep everything in front of you. Don't let anything big over the top of you go go past you. You know, good tackling, not a lot of penalties. Um, like they've had this way of going about their their defensive back, their cornerbacks especially. And Elam is such a different breed, I think, for what they've been that I wonder if a different coach for that position will will we see any big changes in how they play. Or even, yep. a, even it could be a modest change. They they're not a team that really tries to ball hawk all that much. Like the Cowboys are a defense that for years have been like the the peak example of that, which is it can go really well. You get a bunch of pick sixes, you get a bunch of interceptions, and then you also get a lot of big plays over the top. And you also now are not going to have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer playing at all pro levels or even on the team at all that can cover up for you if you make a mistake mm-hmm. because you went out for an interception. So. I'll be curious. Maybe there's no change at all, but I think that will be as much as like a Joe Brady, you know, conversation in the offseason will be like how different will the offense look? I'll want to keep an eye out for do they play their corners any differently with different defensive coaches now than than they have in the past. 
You're an Elam truther. You're you're I, a, you you yeah, you're like, an Elam truther. I don't I really don't think he's that bad. I think that he gets a lot of polarization because of where he was drafted and I think because he you already know the Bills don't fully trust him. I think you're more readily looking for things that Elam does and you'll remember them. And I I do the same thing. Like I remember mistakes he's made. But then you look back at the end of the day and I should just pull this up cuz I looked this up in December that when you look at the production at the end of it, he's pretty much the same player as Christian Benford. I don't know if they do it the same way, but target percentage in the in their first two years, Elam 12.7, Benford 12.8. Yards per target given up, Elam 8.7, Benford 8.8. Missed tackle percentage, Elam 10.4, Benford 10.7. And Benford actually has a higher rate of penalties than Elam does. And picks go to Elam too. So, again, I don't know, is that though because Elam's playing a different style that they want than Benford? I, I don't know what goes into that, but I have never thought that the player was all that bad. I thought he's been fine. Um, I, I think Benford, a big reason why he hasn't been playing the last two years, I think in a different alternate universe, maybe he's just in the games and we think of him as a pretty good corner, maybe not as good as we would have wanted, but Christian Benford showed up and was really good and he's been starting. If Benford didn't exist or they had picked a kicker in that, with that six round pick instead of Christian Benford, I think that the story would be a little bit different about Kyrie Elam in the last two years. Very interesting. We'll see where it goes, but the Bills did make some changes yesterday, and they hired two people from the outside, three actually. They also hired a uh, coach named Christian Taylor by the name of Christian Taylor, who is uh, now going to be part of the defensive quality control. That's his title, defensive quality control coach. And, of course, Jamila Dye, we just said, is now the new cornerbacks mm-hmm. coach. Ronald Curry, the new quarterbacks coach, this after a couple of internal promotions and hires. We're going to talk with Thad Brown at 11.05 today. Uh, Just get uh, Thad's thoughts on everything going on. He was tweeting about it yesterday as well. We'll get his thoughts on some of the other things going on in the NFL, the Bills offseason, and then the Super Bowl. In the meantime, let's get connected with our fans right here. Gary in Kenmore. Hi, Gary. You're on WGR. Go ahead. It's Jerry. But you know what's funny is um, I have the same exact feeling on on, on Elam, that not that he's bad, he's just bad for McDermott. McDermott doesn't like inconsistency. Like, how would he handle McDermott, Trevon Diggs? Diggs is the worst corner in the league against the run, the worst corner in the league against the pass, but he gets 10 picks. So, so he's a highlight reel guy. Um, is it he just doesn't fit in what McDermott wants? Look at the way he's handled young players. You, you're not allowed to make mistakes. You know, you're punished for mistakes. And Elam's going to make mistakes, but he's made two of the biggest plays in our history, you know, the past two years. The, wow. In the Miami game, he made a great play. He made a great play in, in the Pittsburgh game. You know, if you had a list of top 40 plays in the last two years that changed games, he might have two of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can get there quicker than two of the biggest plays in franchise history. That was a, that was a little much, but sure, two of the best 40, maybe. Um, I I don't fully agree. I think James Cook's an example of a guy that's been young and inconsistent, and he's hit the bench a couple of times, but there are a lot of other examples of guys that go right in and don't come out, even when they make some mistakes. So I do think that is something that 
some gets over talked about, even if there might be a little bit of truth to some of it. But I I wouldn't argue that because I just went through like the numbers and how like the production at the end of the day comes out the same. But how they get there, you know, that could be that could be a part of this, right? Where Benford is, I don't think certainly more consistent. At the end of the day, you might get more splash plays from Elam. You might get more high-level plays from Elam. But if you get more low-level plays, too, that's not just a McDermott thing, though. I, I think that's a natural coaching thing in general, right? Like, a guy that gives you a lot of ups and downs is going to keep a coach on edge at all times because you're just so worried that that one play where... He bites because he thinks he could pick the quarterback, and uh uh-oh, there's a pump fake, and now it's a 70-yard touchdown against me at the worst moment possible, you know, in a playoff game with minutes to go. I I can listen to why he hasn't played over Benford, even though I think Elam's pretty good, because I don't think you have those same concerns with a Christian Benford. Yeah, what's interesting, I mean, Jerry, I don't completely disagree with you either, like I... I think that's right. Like, Sean McDermott wants consistency. No doubt about it. I think that's exactly right. But I would point out, too, Russell Douglas is kind of in this mold that these guys were talking about, isn't he? He, he he's is. He's a risk taker. Yeah. He, he's, he's like, he just hasn't been beaten for right. the big play that makes you go, oh, well, that's why we can't do it. But he's a risk taker. Right. I, I would want to – I haven't watched him enough to know, like, what he was like in Philly and Green Bay. But I feel like he – does the perfect fine he does the perfect tightrope of he takes chances but he's also very good at not getting destroyed over the mm-hmm. top if if you know what i mean like there are some corners i think that have like what is it with Douglas Douglas is it's like that mental game where he's so quick where he could read things i don't think it it's because he's like a super, a super athlete you know like the most athletic corner in football um i think there's a lot of mental that has to be there when you play that style. And maybe that's where the concern is with Elam. Like, is so much relying on his athleticism to play that way that it can cause more mistakes? Because Douglas, right, he he picks it off. He's a ball hawk. But at least in a short time with the Bills, I can't think of a play where, like, he, he, got, he got caught and got beat over the top. No, I agree. That's right. It is interesting. I... I think the moves yesterday, this uh, move, and you're right. He's on a rookie contract. He's got two more years. I mean, maybe we could, Joe, I wouldn't doubt. I think we're going to be here in the summer at some point talking about are they going to trade Kyrie Lum because I don't think he's walking in and starting over Douglas or Benford or even no. Jackson necessarily or even Tredavious White to start training camp or to start you know OTAs. We're well, going to be having this same conversation we had last year, but I think the organization, yeah. to me, what it signifies is they still have a very vested interest in seeing this through. Yeah. My big question with him this offseason isn't whether he'll start. I don't think there's any way he'll start. If everybody's healthy, you're starting corners day one. Well, I shouldn't say that because if everybody's healthy, includes Tredavious White. I'm tech, I'm not anticipating that. So let's take White out for a second here. If everybody's healthy, your starting corners are Rasul Douglas and Christian Benford. So to me, the next question becomes, do you trust Kyrie Elam enough to let Dane Jackson walk? To let Dane Jackson go and say, all right, we might not trust you enough to start you, but we have enough trust for you to be our immediate backup to those two. And right. that that would be if White is also injured. And, I mean, I can get there. I don't need him to play over Benford. I love Elam, I, or I like Elam a lot. I don't need to play him over Benford. I don't need to play him over Douglas. 
I think he's good enough to be their number three corner, but my curiosity will be whether the Bills think he can be their number three corner. John Butler also tweeted yesterday a couple of replies. He actually had the same reply to a couple of tweets. He said, we had the best secondary in the NFL over the last six years, measured by every critical defensive metric. We had two separate DBs lead the league in DB tackling efficiency, uh, Dane Mm. Jackson and Christian Benford. This year, Christian Benford and Russell Douglas led the NFL in takeaway plays. Then he said, come on, man, it ain't hard to see. What does that mean? I guess I don't know who he's arguing against because is there – I don't know what the tweet he was in response to – does anybody think there were they a couple. haven't? There was one from Cover One, and and, okay. and they were just showing kind of what their what uh, the, the just a, just saying, hey, they had a really good year. Maybe yeah. there's going to be some changes. That was one. He also had another one to someone else, which said the same thing at the end, which was, "Come on, man, it ain't hard to see." Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just bitterness that he didn't get a promotion or something, or more interest around the league. Even it doesn't have to be just the Bills because of how well it's gone. Because. I don't see anybody lining up to counter argue that, right? Like no. we we've all seen it. Everybody knows they've had an incredible rate of success against other quarterbacks against, you know, opposing passing defenses in the, for the last 7 years. So I I might want to guess that that's what's happening there is Hey, what's going on here? I've got the best secondary in football for seven years, and I can't get a promotion here or somewhere else. Um, because, again, I don't think there's any case at all that, that it hasn't been true that they have one of the best secondaries in football. We, uh, we'll we get to another question about Elam when we come back, but also something interesting on the Sabres that came up yesterday I want to talk about. We'll do that. We have Thad Brown at the top of the hour. And uh, Thad, you know, he's in Rochester, so we can actually ask him a couple questions about the uh, prospects that are down there because we're starting to shift our attention given given the way the uh, Sabres season is going. In the meantime, got a lot more of your uh, phone calls on the way as well. 803-0550, thanks for joining us today on the Extra Point Show on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.